Oh my god! Okay, welcome back to It's Giving, and today is giving is giving seriousness. I can't cap. Oh, uh, it's giving. I need to work through some trauma. Um, but it's also giving. I can't even say that because y'all gonna really get on my ass. Cause I was about to say it's giving toxicity, but I don't want to be toxic anymore. I want to be, I want to be a good girl. I really do. I don't want to be a player. I don't want to be a player no more. Welcome back to It's Giving with your girl Malu. Um, today is gonna be very interesting. Today is gonna be. <laughs> yeah let's just say that anyways um the topic for today is really gonna be like father time is giving touch me nots have y'all ever been with a touch me not like mm, mm, but it's also given like why are masculine women treated differently and also i've been seeing this debate all over twitter for the past basically my whole college career and they were saying if they don't want to date a trans person, it's not transphobic. <laughs> and here's why it is transphobic. Get into it for real. Father Tom. Uh, I wanted to have Father Tom, basically. Well, basically, I got these topics from my intuitive game from Instagram. Um, I told y'all to pick a vinyl. And whoever had the, whichever vinyl had the top two votes, those were going to be my. Well, those are going to be the topics for my episodes uh, two and three. So now we're on episode two and let's really get into it. So Outcast won one of those and I was thanking Nia and I had that one. Every time I listen to that album, you know, I think of my dad. I think of like how I was raised by my father. I think of like, you know, the influences from Houston, influences from Atlanta, like very much Southern shit going on, you know? you know, Outcast is Atlanta. And I saw the mural when I was in Atlanta for New Year's. And I was just like, this, that shit, bro. <laughs> um, anyways, can you tell I love Outcast? Yeah, pretty much. Um, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, basically, though, um, to keep it short and sweet, um, I don't have like a deadbeat dad. Um, I don't have like, you know, I don't know, super terrible parents. Like I've been through a lot of hard stuff with my parents, but they've always made it a mission to at least know, like through all this trial and error and through our, you know, disappointments and shit, they still love me. And so I've always felt that from them. Like I've never really questioned if they love me or not. And that's the main thing. I know a lot of people who question like if their parents even really fuck with them. And I'm like, <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> Shit. But you know, you know, I my parents had me young. Literally, my mom had me at what, 18. She got pregnant at 17, had me at 18, had my brother at 19. And my dad was, I wanna say 19, going on 20. Yeah. So um it's been a very interesting thing from the start. You know, people who have young parents will tell you that they grew up with their parents. Like, I say that all the time. Like, I grew up with my mom. I grew up with my dad. So I saw a lot more than, you know, the usual family would see. 
Like, you know, some of my friends, you know, they have pretty old parents, like, you know, and I feel like uh, I wish that my parents were a little bit older when they had me. Maybe their uh, wisdom would have came in, you know, and actually helped out and uh, basically probably would have helped alleviate all that shit that I had to go through. Um, but I don't blame them for anything. You know, they had me. I'm grateful that I'm here. Um, to really start off with this, though, um, I say this a lot. And I feel like this has a lot to do with how I see myself as a person. Um, I wasn't even supposed to be here. Like, dead ass. Um, I'm a miracle baby. Um, my mom, you know, she had to sign a whole waiver. Basically, you know, save her or the baby and you know, she saved me, of course, and she ended up staying as well. So I know, you know, I thank God for that because I don't know how my life would have turned out if I didn't have my mom. So God was like, look, <laughs> fuck with the surgeon saying, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we here and I'm very grateful for that. But you know, I wasn't supposed to be here and I am here and I'm grateful for being here. And that's why I feel like I have to do so much in the world because having that in the back of my mind also like uh, uh, alluded to all the things I go through now with like mental illness and everything too. Um, because I'm the type of person that try to control a lot of things in my life and you just learn, you know, you can't control everything. Obviously, that's what spirituality teaches you. That's what faith teaches you. You have to surrender and I'm at that point of surrendering. And that's why I feel like this is for the first time in my life. I feel like I got something together. Like I don't have everything together, but I have at least a schedule together. I have my school together, things that I can control. So that's where we at now. And that just goes into um, the father time that we're going to get into. Um, my dad He's a very interesting individual. He's a Pisces. <laughs> I'm just going to say it off the bat. I was going to have y'all guess, but it, after all the shit I say, y'all going to be like, yeah, that nigga's actually a Pisces. <laughs> um, so, but I did question if he ever wanted me around, you know, like, let's talk about it. Cause I was around my dad very, you know, my whole childhood. Um, I think my dad ended up leaving around when I was like nine, 10 years old, probably like one of the hardest years of my life. And it's one of the years that I don't even remember fully. Like, I don't remember a lot of my childhood because I've suppressed so many memories and I was watching Katrina babies on HBO. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Oh, oh my God. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Okay. I don't know how to put my pain into words. I don't know how to express it at the time. And it's always pretty much done in a humorous way. So people be like, are you even serious right now? Like are nine to 10 years old, that is when he decided to, you know, I don't know what he decided to do. I don't really know what really happened at that point in time, but I do know that he wasn't there for a while. You know, um, there was a point where he started to come around a little bit more. Um, and then, you know, basically growing up, my dad did a lot of things. Um, he wasn't the best person. He'll tell you that himself. Like, he's never been the best person. He still isn't the best person. But he's growing, surely, you know, slowly but surely. Um, and it's just, I, I wish he would he would grow a little bit quicker. But, you know, our journeys, 
it's not linear, it's not what we want it to be. Da, da, da. And we have to give our parents that grace and we have to give ourselves that grace. You know, a lot of us are growing quicker than our parents. And that's what I need people to really understand. Like all the shit that 40 year olds are going through, you know, trying to find identity, trying to, you know, figure out if they want to keep their job and move to something else, or if they want to start selling art and get out of this sales business and da da da. All the shit that like 40 year olds are going through, we're contemplating right now at 20 or 21 or 22 or 23. Like we have to realize in this new era, this new age of the internet, we were forced to grow up a little bit quicker or <laughs> a lot quicker in my opinion. Um, we have to give our parents that grace and ourselves that grace for just like growing. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, we were forced to grow up a little bit quicker. And in their time, this was all just like, they didn't have the internet. They didn't have other people's opinions. They didn't have as many opportunities as well um, to actually like do what they wanted. They had to follow this straight path. You know, as soon as a woman got pregnant or as soon as a person got pregnant, had to go have the baby, or at least in the South, like they really don't believe in abortions, obviously. Um, they, you know, once you get pregnant, that's pretty much it. Like, I I haven't even heard of anybody actually like giving their baby up for adoption. Like, it's it's a whole thing. Like, once you get pregnant, you gotta have that baby. So I understand them uh having to grow up a little bit quicker for that reason, but in other ways, the emotional ways, we grow up a lot quicker than our parents. Um, so yeah, just saying that, like my dad, um, he's never really been there. Um, he knows little things, he knows the ins and outs. Um, but he he also knows how to get under my skin. I think he's the only person that really knows how to like really crawl up under there and get to the deep spots. And he doesn't even know the surface level things. Like if I was to call my dad right now and ask him what my major is, he he not gonna know that shit. He barely knew my fucking birthday. I'm not gonna count. My dad got like 13 kids. So, and I'm not shitting on him. Like this is not a, not a diss fest. I could tell you that right now. At the end of the day, I love my dad. I love him deeply. And um, I wish he and like his other family could really see that. Um, But now I'm in a predicament where it's like, my dad, you know, he has his other children. He's there for his kids um, and everything like that. He's doing the best he can to, you know, basically be different. And, you know, sometimes we get a little, you know, us grown, you know, the grown kids, we get a little, we get a little mad at that. Cause it's like, why weren't you like that when I was growing up? They had to grow up basically. And we had to realize that. You know, um, when the grown kids get kind of mad that our parents are treating our younger siblings a little bit better, I don't think it's that we're mad that they're doing that. I think we're just a little jealous, like, and that's a real human emotion. Like, people can be jealous, and it's just how you react to jealousy. Like, are you going to project that? Project that jealousy, you're only, you know, stunting your own growth. And you're basically telling them that they can't grow themselves because of how they treated you when you were younger. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like we have to give them that grace. We have to give, let's be honest, like I don't really know how to talk to him. Um, 
I feel like we're always in an argument for some odd reason. And it's like, when we have normal conversations, it's cool. But I don't know how to get into the stuff that like my parents should know about. I don't even know how to talk to my mom half the time. I just don't want to regret not forgiving my father. I don't want to regret it. Because there were times, literally like what, last year, year ago, two years ago, I don't know. Literally around those times, I would be like, okay, so I have to tell my dad about this trauma because I feel like he is to blame for this trauma, right? And how is he supposed to get better? How is he supposed to know what's going on through my mind? How is he supposed to know why I don't call him or why I don't show up? He just thinks, you know, I'm being a selfish child and that I'm still angry that he left me all those years ago and da 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 da. And now that he's trying, again and everything like that I just won't give him the time of day and that's not even it like you know I I want my parents to want to be in my lives I will give them you know that that space to actually be there um but I think I have higher expectations of what I need him to do and I don't really know how to lower those standards right now because I feel like as a father you should pick up the phone and be like hello daughter how are you how's school and he wants it to be the other way around he wants his kids to reach out to him as if he's the prize as if he didn't bring us into this life <laughs> okay <laughs> it's giving a little conceited it's giving full of yourself nigga but i have to tell him like the deep dark traumatic things that i blame him for and not even just like that i blame him for but he is part of the reason that these things happen he's part of the reason why i can't talk to people he's part of the reason why i don't know how to accept love he's part of the reason why at one point i didn't know my worth like all of this ties back to father issues and like i said my dad is not a deadbeat like he's pretty much always been around you know for those that year or like year and a half um he was going through a lot of things. Me finding out these things later on where I'm just like, oh, he didn't just abandon me. He was just going through a whole lot of shit. My dad does not hold his word. Like, he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to pick you up this day. You know, you won't see him. Then you're calling his phone. He won't pick up. It's, it's a whole lot of things that I was just like, I had to just accept. And a lot of people just wanted me to accept because, you know, oh, he worked on his own time. Da, da, da. But I'm like, I'm your child. And if I need you here emotionally, financially, regardless, like you should be here, you know? And I'm not saying, you know, beat her at my beck and call, but like at least pick up the phone. It's the bare minimum, you know what I'm saying? And that's why a lot of people do not know their worth. Like we have parents who don't even pick up the phone for us. And, you know, we have to just take that shit. So I think, um, navigating that has been like the hardest the hardest obstacle like haven't overcome that at all like that's the biggest part of my spiritual journey I feel like once I can have those conversations with him of why I am the way I am then that would be a huge step towards like my healing I I, I try I try I really do try and it just never really works out try to heal that trauma, try to heal that, that inner child for real. Like 
we need to speak. We need to express ourselves, but that's not going to come easy. Sometimes we can't go to that person and being like, this traumatic experience happened to me and here's why X, Y, Z. Like, no, baby, you got to go to therapy first. Like, that's what I've learned. Like, I can't, those words stay at the tip of our tongue because we're not ready to say them. And if we're not ready, then we shouldn't force it. Okay. And also it may be hard to say to that person who's hurt you, but it may be so much easier to say if you, you know, if you write it down in your journal, if you talk to your friends about it first, and if you go to therapy and like, you know, have your support system around you that can basically just help you heal. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what we forget, you know, daddy issues, mommy issues, whatever, like you have to go to your support system and you have to seek out help. And if you don't go to your support system, if you don't seek out help, that burden is going to, that void, that that weight is going to be on your heart for a very, very long time. And that is the problem with my dad. He's holding all of that weight, all of that burden and trauma onto his heart, and it causes him to hurt other people. So that's why we should extend grace to our parents. They they grew up in an era. We we are still growing up in an era where therapy, where it's like it's seen as weak, it's seen as you know very unnecessary, um, very much like you know a white person thing. And as a creator, as a black queer creator, like this trauma affects your work. This trauma affects your livelihood. It affects your emotions. It affects like how much work you actually get done, your productivity. Like you can't just shut it off for one area. You can't just be like, oh, okay, I'm going to ignore that I was just sobbing in my room and I'm going to record this podcast episode. Fuck no. Like (laughs) you can't do it. Okay. Like you can't ignore one thing and jump into the other and then expect it to turn out well. Like, no, baby, you got to release all that first. And that goes back to my last episode, release plan and action. Like, You have to release all of that first before you can really jump into this. So father time, you know, if you haven't, if you don't know how to talk to your dad, trust me, me either. I mean, seek therapy in like a very like, you know, you know, very caring, supportive way. Um, Seek it because it will help you later on in your life. You may feel like this does not have any hold over you. You may feel like this void is nowhere to be seen. Like you're, you all of that stuff has a hold on us and you won't even realize how deep it really has you hostage until you actually say something about it. So, um, that's father time. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot. Yeah. I also wanted to get into, um, how masculine women are treated differently, but yeah. So I told y'all, yeah, I said at the beginning of the episode, like, have you ever been with a touch me night? I've been with a touch me not and um oh my gosh she was so fine like girl let me touch you fuck anyways um I think I was a sophomore she was a senior this is not high school baby this is college okay um so (laughs) she was a senior I was a sophomore and um it was it was some cute shit going on like you know the probably the best head I done had (laughs) a long long time okay um or best head i didn't have period there's two people who gave me some good head and i i would never give the nigga his credit 
Like, I would never get that nigga his credit. But I would give her her credit, okay? Miss Capricorn, if you hearing this, yeah. <laughs> you won the title, baby. Anyways, um, but she didn't let me touch her. Like, she had her sports bra on and she had her shorts on the whole motherfucking time. And I'm just like, baby, yeah, like... How you gonna strap me down? But like, come on. Yeah, like I don't know. I I just I she was my real like first girl for real for real. I wanna say like um I've had like run-ins with girls. Did a little licky lick, you know, not too much though. Like it was never like oh my god, like you know, full on like lesbian sex uh, sex session. Like you know. And anybody who's ever had lesbian sex know that shit. <laughs> Hours, days, months. Okay, okay. Ooh, I'm gonna cry. But literally, um, she did not let me touch her. Um, she did use the strap though. I I enjoy a nice strap. I don't know why everybody just be like, hey, you just gonna use a strap? Why not just get real dick? Oh my god. First of all, penetration is penetration. We don't need no real dick. We don't read, you know, we don't need the the attachment. Like, we don't want chew, nigga. That's what it is. We don't want chew. Why are masculine women treated differently? I, I've been in, people have asked me before, like, do you expect, like, a stud to, like, basically act like a nigga? And I'm like, why would I expect a grown-ass woman to act like a grown-ass man? Like, Clearly, I didn't date a man. I dated a woman. <laughs> Hello? The fans who go into these relationships and expect so much out of masculine women are usually the bisexual girls who are just really, you know, getting in the field of women. And they still have, you know, that, that standard, that expectation, you know, that patriarchal mindset type thing going on. And babe, you need to understand, like, you're with a woman. You're not with a the man. There's no patriarchy in this bitch, okay? This, there's none of that, okay? Like, this woman got the same rights as you do. This woman got the same, look, she getting paid the same motherfucking dollar that you getting paid. Like, come on. Like, it's, no. I don't know what makes y'all think this is so different. A lot of, like, um, guys slash stud friendships thing going on. Like, you know, they really treat them like, you know, that's the bro, that's the bro, da-da-da-da. And I'm like, nigga, well, her down like fight studs. And I'm just like, okay, so you you whooping a woman ass. All right. Let okay. <laughs> like that would I, I don't understand that. Like, you know, studs really be beating these niggas up. But at the end of the day, I'm like, bro, you really hardcore out here fighting a woman. You know. It's a woman. And you still do it because she presents as masculine. I'm like, no. And then men are, are so quick to be like, well, is she a woman? Why is she trying to act like a nigga? First of all, masculinity has nothing to do with gender. I mean, with gender. Like, I'm a masculine woman. And I, from the outside, I present as extremely feminine. That's why I don't know. I don't, that's why I don't think I can keep a relationship. Because... These people be thinking, I'm just hella submissive. I'm just hella feminine. And I'm like, sorry, baby. Like, I'm guarded. I'm masculine. Like, masculine women still have feminine tendencies. They still have that femininity. Like, a lot of masculine women that I know are very in touch with their femininity. And, you know, like, you know, I don't know. 
sometimes they just want to shake their ass. Sometimes they want to like just do some regular shit. Sometimes they want to get their nails done. Sometimes they want to get their feet done. Sometimes they want to be cared for. Sometimes they want to be gifted. Like, I don't understand why y'all put them in this role as like a male provider and da 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 when they're just women. Like, I don't know. There's also some women that I know, people who are like bi curious, da 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 da. And they're like, you know, I'm gonna fuck with a stud. And I was like, okay, so why would you fuck with a stud? And they're like, well, that's that's the closest to a man. And I'm like, okay, baby, then you're not bi curious. Okay, that's how I see it. Like some bi curious girls, they oh my god, they be dreaming that they have a touch me not. They be like, oh my god, like I hope this stud don't make me try to eat her pussy. Like, girl, what? Just want they fucking pussy yay and don't want to get pregnant. Let's talk about it. Like, the fuck. I'm sorry. And studs be knowing that too. I can't cap. Them, them bitches be knowing it. Like, I know y'all know it. That's why y'all do it anyway. And then be fucking heartbroken. Oh my God. I'm never fucking with a bisexual woman again. That bitch was not bisexual and you know that. That bitch, that bitch told you from the jump she wasn't eating your pussy even though you ain't want nobody to eat your pussy and she told you that. Okay. Like, I've had my fair share of touch me nods and like studs. I'm not really a stud um, seeker. Um, not really like, because I'm very dominant and masculine, like I've said. And, you know, I feel like, I really do feel like my true match is a Libra. They always be like, oh my God, your true match is it. I feel like it's definitely a Libra. Um, we just vibe so well. They just have that energy that I be needing. Like, they talk a lot, just like my dumb ass. So I just, I don't know. We here. But I don't know. It's either like a Libra, probably a Cancer. Um, I'm leaning towards more Cancers now. And they be like, oh my God, Cancer is so toxic. But Aries toxic too. So it just, I guess they cancel each other out. You know, Pimbas and shit. Um, But I feel like Libra, Cancer, maybe a Leo. Um, I have fun with Leos. That's what it is. Like, I have fun with Leo. <laughs> um, what else? I don't think my match is a Scorpio. Um, not even for, like, obvious reasons. They be like, oh, my God, Scorpio's so toxic. I mean, Scorpios do be toxic, but, like, I don't think, I don't think Scorpios are as toxic as other people. You know what I'm saying? I think Scorpios are pretty honest, even though they also be lying. I don't understand a sign that hates liars so much but stay lying. Like every Scorpio I go to, they be like, oh my God, my biggest pet peeve is a liar. And I'm like, nigga, you literally just lied to me yesterday. Like what? I don't get it. But y'all, I don't know who my soulmate gonna be. It could really just be anybody. I just, I just know who I'm compatible with <laughs> sexually <laughs> and romantically. Like I just know what it give. Okay. <laughs> and it's really giving. <laughs> I really, I really wish me and Capricorns got along better. I really do wish we got along in the bedroom pretty well, pretty, pretty well. Probably one of my best sexual matches. Um, as I mentioned earlier, shout out to Capricorn Queen. Um, I miss you. Why'd you ghost me? <laughs> but anyways, last thing I wanted to get into today was, uh, ta 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 why is not dating trans transphobic? Here's why. Not dating trans is transphobic because 
let's look at it from this perspective. I know people have heard this scenario, but I'm going to bring the, bring up this scenario again because, okay, you're in a club and a girl walks up to you. Let's say I'm a guy and, you know, very straight, whatever type, hyper-masculine nigga. So a girl walks up to me and I'm like, damn, I'm like, shawty bad. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to get in them jeeps type shit, you know? So I'm like, what's up? What's up with you? da da da, da. And she's like, nothing. Oh my God, nothing at all. <laughs> so we flirting, we doing our thing, buy her a couple drains, we chilling, you know, ask her if she want to go out next week, do something like that. So then we go out. I'm having a great time with this person. Like I'm, I'm feeling myself, like she complimenting me, like I'm complimenting her, the energy's well, like we vibe. And then, you know, she brings up to me at the next date that like, you know, she's trans, um, you know, like, yeah, she's a trans woman and she wanted to let me know off bat just so, you know, it's never really no weird energy and that she really likes me and that she wants to actually like keep this thing going because she feels comfortable sharing this with me. She trusts me just a little bit to share this information because she didn't have to share it, right? So me as a straight hyper-masculine nigga, I'm over here like, oh my God, bitch, what? So I, I, just, I just don't understand why niggas have that reaction. First of all, you like the person. You literally went up to them in the club, bought them drinks, da 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 and then had a, had a couple dates. Vibe was unmatched. And then now they tell you this very personal information being like, oh, I'm a trans woman, and now you're just turned off completely. Now you're just like, oh, I can't fuck with this no more. That's transphobic. That is hella transphobic. I'm sorry, because I just, oh, first of all, I think the main thing for them just be the genitals and shit. That shit just don't matter. Like, that's how people miss out on real connections. Like, all you know is that this person is trans, and you're immediately turned off. Because y'all be thinking with y'all dick and not with your heart. Y'all be thinking with y'all vagina and not with your heart. Like, that's what the fuck it be. Because women definitely do it. If they find out they're fucking with a trans man, oh my God, it's hell on earth. I'm trying to tell you. Like, I've definitely seen some bitches say some some wild shit. So, I'm, I don't know. It, it just really breaks my heart because I just feel like that's already such personal information that they didn't even have to share with you. Like they could have just kept going on with these days. They could have did all this shit, hid it from you, da, 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 and not tell you a damn thing. And then right now we're in this era where like, um, I forgot the name of this act. Um, I actually did a presentation on it. And, but basically we're in this era where if a trans person don't tell you about their genitals, the other person has a right to kill them. And can, can and can get away with it. There's a law on that. There's a fucking law on that, baby. This is this is real, okay? There, this is very much America. If somebody don't disclose that they're trans before you have sexual relations with them, that other person has the right to kill them. What the fuck? Like, no, I don't, I don't fuck with it. And it is just so dangerous for them to live in this world, to actually be themselves, to actually like embrace their true identity because there are people around her who wants to hurt them for no reason 
you know, this is the first trans woman I'm talking to. It's the first trans woman that like, you know, da 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 da. It is, it can be overwhelming. And then a lot of people say preference. They use the word preference. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people use the word preference when it comes to colorism as well. So I don't really like the word preference. I don't, that's why I say I don't have a type. I don't, yeah, child, look, I like big arms. I can't cap. I do like big arms. What else? Like, but that's just like fit arms. Like, I don't like super, you know, it don't have to be super muscular. I mean, super muscular, even though I do fuck with the super muscular arms. But like, I like nice arms. I like fit bodies, all that type of stuff. Probably because I'm not fit. I think that's why I like fit bodies. <laughs> and what if this person isn't even somebody that wants to talk to you romantically? What if this person actually just wants to be your friend and they disclose this information to you and you're just like, oh, no. Like, that's transphobic. Like, come on. Like, I, I genuinely just cannot fuck with it. Like, anybody who be like, oh, I would never date a trans person, do 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 that I well, I'm just not fucking with you. Don't fuck with me then. Okay. And if you just don't like the fact that they're trans, okay. Let's say that. You just don't like that fact. You just don't like that they know themselves probably a lot better than you know yourself. But y'all. Thank y'all so much for coming out today and listening to me rant. I don't even know if any of this shit made sense, baby, because I'm just all over the place today. I don't know what the fuck it is, but thank y'all so much. Don't forget to follow, rate, and turn on those notifications, okay? Because, baby, it, it's giving release that motherfucking trauma, release the motherfucking daddy issues. It's giving you need to stop being transphobic, okay? We are in a new era. We're in a new era, okay? And these people deserve respect. It's also given like touch me nots and masculine women, like, oh my God, I love me a good masculine woman, but stop being a touch me not. Let that girl eat your pussy. But thank y'all so much. I love y'all. Um, Make sure you follow Ray. Do all those great things. I'll be back again next Sunday. And yeah, because period. <laughs>